This episode is brought to you by Zeratech Software Development. Are you a company whose commitment to excellence demands effective software tools? Let the team at Zeratech Software Development help build or enhance your technological systems with mobile, web, and backend solutions. You can find them at zeratech.com. That's X-E-R-A-T-E-C.com. Hey guys, today on the podcast, I sat down and visited with Jane Somerset. Jane is a dentist here locally in Houghton, Michigan. Uh, she's also got a history in figure skating. So we got into that, what got her into dentistry, uh, how the, her world of figure skating went through uh, childhood and then later competing at a pretty high level. So that was pretty interesting. Uh, I really enjoyed this one. I hope you guys do also. Welcome to the Obsessed Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Herkus. In this podcast, we get to meet and hear from folks who are obsessed with a wide array of interesting endeavors. We dive into some awesome stories and look at the mindsets and the psychology of those who are obsessed. Let's go. Jane, thanks for coming in today. Thank you, Logan. (laughs) Uh, We'll see where we go any direction, but we were just talking about what inspired you for dentistry and you you were talking about your father that Mm -hmm. got into it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But before we dive into dentistry, any... What other areas of your life, if you had to pick passions, obsessions, whatever else to fit this theme, what other areas of your life fit that? Oh boy. Um, well, dance, figure skating. Okay. It's a big one. Um, and just art in general, hmm. like painting and, and outdoor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to list everything. I guess. Yeah. No, yeah. Outdoor, like fishing and hunting. Mm-hmm. Were, were fishing and hunting a part of your world before you met Travis? Not really, no. Actually, there were quite a few people who tried to get me, not tried to get me into it, but introduced it to me. Mm-hmm. And I did go fishing with my family a little bit too, but really when you meet someone like Travis, who is so, um, I wouldn't say, yeah, in love and so educated with the, oops, yeah, with good. the fishing, um, it kind of like, uh, changes your perspective when you're around someone like that and they show like this art or this um, new thing in a different light. So when we started to go, f- I mean, our first, uh, his first gift to me was waders yeah. and then a fly rod and then a fly vice <laughs> and then a, a traditional uh, um, bow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As you were saying that, so you like the art, is, is, is figure skating like an art side of things? Is it? Is it? I would say so. Okay. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's like movement and interpreting, you know, music and dance, I think has always been a part of my life as well. Uh-huh. Um, also, I guess we can get into it later, but I always, it's a weight that I think my parents uh, used to it was good for me for like regulation and focus when I was younger, hmm. when I look back on it, but I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, I would be in, interested to get into that eventually here. Uh, but I'm curious with that is like, I feel like there's probably not very many figure skaters and you said you like dance and stuff before we got yeah. on here. Not many people who are into art, figure skating, dance that are also into hunting and fishing, right? Yeah. I Do you think so? Yeah. I. I would, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's probably not that many, but I'm, I'm curious for you, for Travis, like you talked about, I, as you were saying that, what came to my mind is like you said, he kind of showed you the art behind it mm. or the, 
what you call it more of the um the philosophy behind it in a way is that right yeah uh, the beauty the beauty behind it right and, <clears throat> and that was what intrigued you whereas before you didn't see that side of it mm-hmm. okay. yeah yeah i didn't yeah that and also i i didn't find he had more shiny things than even i owned yeah. so i was like man this fishing is pretty cool like you can actually like own a bunch of flash and tie your own flies and make them into earrings and go fishing yeah. outside all of that yeah yeah but there's so much to learn in fishing which is also very exciting and it brings you to new places which mm. is also just very exciting yeah and before well i guess we, can we dive into that too you said before we hopped on it you said in school if you could have done uh communicated everything through interpretive dance you would have done well right <laughs> yeah uh and, and you can talk about the art side of things and then you hinted at just a bit ago about how figure skating helped you with what did you say how did you just say like it? regulating able being able to focus i think okay at school huh. and that was a way uh, can you get into that i guess i'm curious what what's that and that, I, again just the foundation of jane as a young girl like what was that <laughs> and, and how did that help you i guess i'm curious sure yeah, yeah i um i guess i had a lot of i i think i had a, a hard time focus like sitting still mm-hmm. i mean a, a lot of young kids right. do they always want to move but um yeah so being in school for like long periods of time and um focusing if i was able to get out and move around um and just kind of like let my mind go was able then I, I would skate in the morning a lot of times mm-hmm. and do like intense workout training and then be able to focus in school and then a lot of times skate after school huh. so um and then i found when that skating um later in life later in life yeah. uh, a little bit later when the skating stopped and i went back to school i had to find something else to kind of replace that yeah. or else I was having a hard time like sitting still even in my 20s yeah, yeah. What, what did you find to replace that with um uh well like when I went back to tech like I did mountain biking um got into running for a little bit mm-hmm. um yeah I tried to join the uh the ski team at tech mm-hmm. <laughs> which yeah um all, a little bit of everything so okay. nothing pretty consistent sure figure skating is the best so <laughs> right well no i'm just i'm fascinated i guess whether it's through this podcast or I've, I've thought about it i feel like for a long time and then i've got kids whatever else is like child development right yeah and then hearing about you saying hey that was a way for me to focus and and if you want to call it like let off some steam in a way or whatever right uh and i feel like that's a growing trend where people are realizing that hey maybe we're not supposed to sit in a cubicle as a student or whatever for eight hours a day right yeah uh i don't know to me it's just fascinating is is don't or like make the lifestyle fit the child instead of the child fit the lifestyle in a way yeah i think that i was very lucky um i mean growing up in Lance, but my mom was an occupational therapist as well and so she like also um like later on when we moved to massachusetts i went to high school in massachusetts she worked with early intervention, so like with childhood development. So mm-hmm. my childhood when what I thought was normal when I talked to other people in like high school might not have been like as normal, but maybe it's more normal now where like she would be like, All right, Jane, let's bring out the tessellation. I don't know what's the tessellations. What are those shapes that you like put together? She's like, All right, create this bird. Hmm. 
oh, these sure. shapes. And then I'm like, okay, like that's our fun little puzzle for the day. Right. And then it's like, all right, go go outside and, and play and yeah. run around. And then she had like structure hmm. for me. But yeah, so, but I think that's very important. Also, I, yeah, with the, uh, although I'm, I don't have children yet, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um also like exercise and the the heavy exercise and um like compressions on the joints she would always do like when i would babysit some of her um uh the people that she would work with or patients mm-hmm. i don't know if you would call them patients um she would have me like brush you know stim- you know low tone brushing the legs and joint compressions so, like, hmm. so i was getting that through skating or like hardcore uh playing exercising mm-hmm. um yeah i guess that would be and then like breathing if i would talk about like skating or playing like development for even like breathing um yeah i don't know yeah. i don't know if she had all of those focused in her mind uh when she was like join figure skating do these tessellations and all of that but Mm -hmm. she probably was like this is good for my kid uh definitely like a a correlation of like doing well in school and skating yeah so she's like stick with it (laughs) right right you have siblings i do yeah three older sisters three older sisters are they similar um, pretty, yeah, they're all in the, in the arts, but yeah, very similar. Okay. No one wanted to do dentistry, but, uh, right. <laughs> I was just curious if they had, uh, like if you had a sister that was completely opposite of you and for whatever, for whatever reason, right. Just how yeah. genetics work or whatever. And that you guys had different approaches or whatever else, but they're all pretty similar to you in that aspect. Yeah. I would okay. say like all of them are very into, um, well, no one has really gotten into like super intense, like fishing and hunting, yeah. but I think that also goes with like the person that you find to, you know, mm-hmm. hang around with. But um, yeah, they've like um, gone into the, they, they all did like sports when they were young. Um, they all do singing now and, and artistic things. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah. Hmm. educate, yeah. <laughs> so you guys are all into art that side of things was that part of your childhood too like were your parents into art that helped develop that yeah i would say that um i mean they well dentistry is pretty artistic Hmm. but um like my mom was always having us paint and sing together so that would no i was just curious i feel like i have a newfound appreciation for art like i feel like as a child i didn't it just wasn't celebrated Right. Yeah. Um, like more mathematics, right? Uh, history, stuff like these were the things that were celebrated and I just didn't appreciate it for what it was. But I feel like as I get older and maybe you get more introspective or maybe you get more nostalgic in a way. So like I'm reading books or doing these things and, and they're just so powerful and it's like, this is unbelievable, right? Uh, or different movies or, or whatever, right? Music, stuff like this. And I feel like you realize how that's, like music, books, movies, things like that, paintings, whatever it is, photography, I feel like it can touch something that's hard to touch without without it in a way. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's mm-hmm. been talked about forever, but I, either way, for me, that's a newfound appreciation for sure. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm always finding new new appreciation. Right. <laughs> or the same ones over and over. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I agree as well. Like, 
and you think about it, everyone's like, you know, you work so hard to find a profession and, and then to work in that profession to make money so that you can like relax and, and go fishing or create beautiful things and like connect with people. And mm-hmm. it's like, ah, oh, it's like a ever ending. Right. Yeah, treadmill. But yeah, being able to um, express yourself in different avenues, I feel like that's, yeah, with art or with dance or with your professions, if that's, and being able to connect, that's very, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people just have a knack for it though. Like, I feel like I do not. Maybe. I mean, maybe you just have your own avenue, right? Mm-hmm. But like from the, from the traditional or classic artistic things, I feel like some people just have a knack for it. They could just whip out a painting. No problem. They can do this. No problem. Right. But me, I wonder if everyone has their own style of art, meaning like it doesn't have to be through the traditional yeah, I, things, right? I would think that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, also I feel like maybe it's like what naturally you tend to go to as a child and what feels comfortable and what's a, uh, what you find you're good at. Mm-hmm. And then when it's celebrated, when you're good at it, when you're younger, then you just tend to develop that. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I mean, everyone can, everyone can sing and dance too. Okay. So we can maybe dive back into that, but I'm curious. Yeah. Okay. So then on the dentistry side, mm-hmm. you said the, uh, that's interesting. Okay. So the, you said dentistry, is that the right word? Dentistry? Is yeah, that a way? Or, or yeah. The, the world of... Ne- okay. Uh, that's highly artistic? I think... Oh. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah, I think that's very, very artistic. So, I mean, I always... Um, I like creating things with my hand. Like, I always used to be very into making, like, clay clay structures or painting when I was younger as mm-hmm. well. And like what I said... Uh, if I could express myself through interpretive dance or like creating th- something through my hands instead of uh, speaking, mm-hmm. um, sometimes the words that I want to express myself with just do not come. Hmm. Um, but I mean, dentistry, you're, you're basically molding like clay and shaping teeth like, and it's a like a multi-level artistic project every single day so yeah. it's not just the tooth it's how it relates with all of the other teeth and then the smile and um and how it reflects the light and all of and then the bite and the functionality of it it's just uh and then how is it going to hold up you know over years i guess yeah mm-hmm. so that's exciting that's interesting i would have never thought about that yeah because for me i just put it into like a highly technical Oh yeah, thing right, <laughs> uh, like an equation style of a of a work. I wouldn't have thought of it that way. But um, what what inspired? I mean, your dad must have been a big part of it, right? What inspired you to get into dentistry? And was mm-hmm. that a? I, I'm always curious. Like, was that a thing that you like stumbled into? And like ah, maybe, or were you pretty dead set at an age? Or what did that look like? Yeah, I think I like over time. I kept thinking that I may have like refound that I wanted to be a dentist. Um, but then I looked back at one of those time capsules that we did in like second grade, mm-hmm. and I definitely wrote in there, I'm going to become a dentist. Huh. So I'm pretty sure my dad, when they, whenever, when we got tucked in at night, he would whisper in my ear, you yeah. want to become a dentist, because <laughs> that was his last hope. Mm-hmm. But um, also our dental office was connected to our house when I was younger in Launce. Okay. And that was like my play, 
my play area. Yeah. So <laughs> you your younger years, I don't want to cut you off, your younger years in Lawrence, but then you went to high school in Massachusetts? Is that yeah. Right? So I, I went, um, I grew up in Lawrence, and then in middle school, I moved to Houghton. Okay. And then in like seventh grade, I moved back to Lawrence. And then in halfway through my ninth grade year, I moved to Massachusetts. And then one of my sisters moved with me. And then my mom moved out there as well. And my dad and my mom would kind of like fly back Mm -hmm. um, to be with each other. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, And that was for figure skating. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so diving back into the dentistry, I yeah. just you mentioned lots a few times. I was curious about that timeline. But into the dentistry, okay. you said at a young, even at a young age, the time capsule side of things, you were saying, "Hey, I want to be a dentist." But yeah. uh, <clears throat> like, is that what you went to school for right after high school? And yeah, so right after high school, I um, that's when I, I, yeah, I went back. I went to Northern for a semester, um, and I didn't do that well and that goes back to the I like stopped my intensive skating and mm-hmm. just tried to do school and I was in like the uh it was this honors program or whatever where you you had to do a lot of um examinations and get up and class participation was part of the grade where you had to speak in front of everyone mm-hmm. and I just that is not my thing yeah um and so I found myself I learned how to to do the Argentine tango when I was at Northern and swing dance. I sewed my own dress, learned to like bead these like applique, um, like scenery things. And I learned, I like learned the area very well, but my schooling didn't do that well. And then somebody contacted me around Thanksgiving. So it was not quite a semester. And they're like, hey, this person just broke up with their skating partner. I think you would be a good fit. And so, I drove out to Colorado and skated out there, and it was just such a happy place that I stopped schooling and went to Colorado and started skating again hmm. for four years, four more years, I think, or no, three years, something like that. Yeah. And then after I was done with that and retired, then then I was like, all right, now I'm ready to be a dentist. And then I then I came back <clears throat> to tech and. Uh, did a couple summer classes, did a year, applied to dental school, got in a couple years early, and then, and then, hmm. yeah, because I was super focused. Yeah. I don't want to gloss over the, the skating side of things. So at a young age, uh, if you don't mind, we get into that. At sure. a young age, you got into it and you enjoyed it, but then you went and did it like professionally after school or what does that look like? Yeah. So, I mean, we did, the skating program was such a, a beautiful thing when I was younger as well. And Cheryl DePoit was... Um, kind of a head um, person with that and uh, a lot of people figure skated back in the day mm-hmm. um, and so we did a lot of like testing and competing up here but at a certain point I kind of like tested out of the I had like my gold medal and everything and there wasn't really anything to reach for and mm-hmm. so the next step someone approached me my my coach and was like hey you could get into ice dancing and at that time my older sister Patricia she was getting into ice dancing as well um and so and she moved down to Florida to skate with a partner and then to Canada and she um kind of competed at the national level as well in ice dancing before Hmm. she became an actress but um then uh so I tried out with a couple different partners on the east coast and the west coast and found one that I really wanted to skate with and so we moved out to Massachusetts so I could skate with him and compete mm-hmm. in a different way. 
And then after that first year, we, we like somehow made it on the international team. So then I started traveling internationally, hmm. like, yeah, for the U.S. Yeah. And that's like an Olympic style thing or? The, it is. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So that was at the novice level. I started that first year and then we moved up to the junior level and you go to the Olympics at the senior level. So I did junior level when I was in high school mm-hmm. and I got to go to, yeah, I don't know how many countries, which was cool, like to start going to Estonia and France. And then, um, then when I stopped high school, that's when I thought, um, was going to be done with that my uh it was a pretty intense environment my coach was latvian and then her other her sidekick was russian and they mm-hmm. uh, t- yeah they was very strict <laughs> 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 i'm talking about yeah let's say yeah she would make us like run around the rink wearing masks and then uh and then do our like run throughs wearing masks on the ice when it's like super foggy inside and you're like having asthma attacks, <laughs> but it was good. Right. Like we were in such good shape. Anyway, hmm. um, and then when I went back to skating in Colorado with a, a different partner, um, then we started competing senior level. So, and then we traveled and now we did pretty well internationally and nationally there too. But like to get to that next step, I. I feel like my skating life was always like the alternate, which was amazing. Like I got to do so many things, but it takes so long in ice dancing. Mm-hmm. If you look at the people, you're going to get me on it. No, I skating. go on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it takes so long for like ice dancing. Ice dancing, you have a lot more longevity than say like freestyle, which is a lot of compression on the joints mm-hmm. and you get a lot of injuries with ice dancing it's a little bit better because you don't have the jumps and the throws. So I like I got to like my triple jumps and then kind of stopped when I was like 15, 16 and then went into ice dancing. So my I've never really gotten an injury, which is fantastic. Hmm. Um, but so these partners have been together for like 14 years and it's it's just like a, a, a long race for, for ice dancing and it's developing a lot, which is interesting but like so that our our top team right now evan bates and then madison chalk they were with different partners but at one point in time but evan i went on my first international competition with him in estonia hmm. and uh and he had been with his partner already for a couple of years before i started ice dancing and he's still ice dancing he's been to the olympics like four times I think Unreal. so to get to that next level like our partner my partner and I were like six in the US and uh, to get to that top three like the top three in the US go to the Olympics and they usually place in the top ten of the world um, it, it probably would have happened right now if we stuck with it Unreal. and that is like 13 years after I retired um, which well, that is just that's just that's a long time right yeah (laughs) Yeah. well yeah that's crazy so the i'm always fascinated by that like that's what a lot of this is or i try to celebrate is the willingness to change Uh, i just had somebody on yesterday we were talking about that their willingness to change out of their current career like if they're not happy where they're at or whatever um but that like that mental space of hey i'm done with skating oh no i'm not let's get back into it what was that like (laughs) and then when you were 
four years later you retired right is that about the timeline yeah. uh four years later you retired yeah just what goes into that choice like was it like hey was it a hard choice was it like no there's no way i'm doing another 13 years of this or what was that like that was a very a very hard choice too and i think a lot of it comes from like feeling fulfilled or reaching a point where you feel like you've um developed yourself like pushing yourself to where you've achieved what like i guess what you feel like you can uh what you what your body's capable of doing mm-hmm. and i when i was 18 I just felt like there was so much more to the ice dancing world that I haven't experienced and because um, I worked with one coach and it was so it was such a an amazing experience and I learned so much in high school and with but it just opened up like another door and so I was when I was ready to when I thought I was ready to become a dentist like I just felt like I was deprived of learning so much more I just felt there was yeah and so when I went to Colorado just to see what it was like it was just like a whole brand new system of coaching and all of these high level athletes that were all at the you know Olympic level and it was like holding this apple of like come to this beautiful place and learn from all these new choreographers and you get to train at the Olympic Training Center at this level, hmm. which then you get to interact with like all of these other Olympic athletes and learn about them and like what they've been putting in with their lives, you know, to reach their, you know, their goals. But yeah, and so going there and then working with all of these different choreographers from all over the world and then training for however many years. And then I trained in Michigan for a little bit as well. After three years of that um, with my partner, at that point I was like, okay, I've gotten to a point where I feel like I can express myself you know, through dance and on the ice. Like there's not much more that I could, I could perfect my skills, but you know, there's not as much more I can learn. I mean, I could continue to learn from different choreographers, which is wonderful, but mm-hmm. I want to learn something else that's going to be, it wasn't mentally stimulating enough, but sure. yeah, it was, yeah. So, and I was like, it's now it's time. I've got to exercise my mind. Yeah. And, uh, and then I, and that was really, really hard actually to stop that. I actually, uh, my, um, the transition from athletics when you're pursuing it full time um, for any way of life. I think they're coming out with that now a lot more. They're talking about it in skating magazines and probably in other um, other areas too, but like giving someone something that they can find that they're as passionate about mm-hmm. as their sport and to focus on um, is very tough unless you have like a clear path and for me, that was dentistry. So I like poured everything into dentistry. But I did, my partner and I, uh, we went to like a sports psychologist our last year to talk things through. Mm-hmm. And um, and my skating partner is still figure skating. He's a coach in Arizona and he skates and does shows. And there's always part of me that like I'll get invited to do shows out in Arizona or Idaho. And I'm like, oh, I could go and perform, which like is so fun 
but I can't take that much time away from um, from the practice. Right. But um, I actually asked my parents to decide for me. That's how hmm. I stopped. I said, can you please tell me that I need to stop skating because it's, cause it's expensive mm-hmm. and that I need to go back to school. And, they, and I said, if you take, if you take too many options off, if, if you present someone with too many options, then it's, you have like decision fatigue and right. then you're unhappy with whatever you choose. So if you say, all right, go back to school, become a dentist or continue figure skating and then choose that as your life and become a choreographer and travel the world and teach figure skating, become a choreographer, then it's like, all right, I have two decisions. Both of them are great. Mm-hmm. I'll choose one, I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah. Forrester Research interviewed 206 senior technology leaders in major organizations responsible for software development sourcing. 63% said their software development service partners do not have a full understanding of their end customer. If you're dead serious about moving faster and getting more done, Zeratech Software Development can help you move forward with confidence. Let the team at Zeratech Software Development help solve your problems with mobile, web, and backend solutions. As they align with their clients, they use a proven method to understand the scope of the problem and help demystify the steps to make it go away. They will deliver the software solution you need, and they do it with the integrity that you'd expect from a family-owned business in the heartland of America. Schedule a call with the team at Zeratech today at zeratech.com. That's X-E-R-A-T-E-C.com. Did you make the final choice then? I like did. down to those two and then you chose the dentistry mm-hmm. side of things? Okay. Yeah, yeah. My mom was like, You're not cut out to be a dentist, it's too stressful. And I was like, All right, I'm gonna be a dentist. Yeah. My mom told me not to become a dentist. <laughs> <Right, right. laughs> huh. That's crazy. So on the on the figure skating side of things, again, you're competing with these like you're on an Olympic level, they're on Olympic level, right? Mm-hmm. What, did you find common trends of uh like principles or it must be obviously insane work ethic right but like did you find things that were unique about them that you then saw in yourself that you didn't realize until you met with these different people yeah I would say just like the um well I mean listening to the team of people who are guiding you and Mm -hmm. finding really good people uh to guide you um because there's a lot of information out there and then um having like a checks and and balances where you have like you're supporting each other for like ice dance if you don't have that support from your partner Mm -hmm. if it's always i was always self-correcting um when we skated together but because my coaches noticed that um they would always correct the other they would it, they would keep it in balance hmm. and uh, like and when you see the top teams or top athletes, um, well teams I'll talk about teams they're always supporting each other even if something goes wrong because something will always go wrong yeah and it's just uh, yeah and it's a constant um, support of like pushing each other up and just kind of like always pumping pumping yourself up mm-hmm. to do the hard work um, for like the long end end result but right yeah I think I, I wonder if I do this a lot but I feel like I'll think about movies a lot right mm-hmm. and you were talking earlier about your schooling and if you could just have 
communicated through interpretive dance, right? Yeah. Uh, that made me think of like a, uh, you'd picture like a book or a movie of like a school, like an uh, alternative school, right? Uh-huh. And like going to this grand adventure of this school in Norway or whatever it might be. And that's <laughs> you in that. That's what, that's where my mind went to. Uh, but then in a way, like you're, you kind of fulfilled that as a skater, right? Like you went to this like very unique thing and very unique place. That's kind of why I'm curious, like what did you, what did you see there? And you said you had some pretty intensive coaches and stuff like that, but okay. In this hypothetical movie of this unique school, you, I feel like you then are like, aha, okay. I fit in with you guys. Right. Uh Did you feel like that? And that, yeah, I would say definitely gave me a community that I felt very comfortable and I felt fulfilled and um, like skilled at, Mm-hmm. So, and, um, and whenever I was feeling like, uh, the traditional school was very tough, especially when I first moved out to Massachusetts, I didn't know but anybody and, uh, transitioning in ninth grade is tough. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had that skating to kind of fall back on and this community that I could relate to mm-hmm. and, um, still, yeah. Yeah. No, and I, okay, so using that whole framework, then it makes me think of, okay, for in that Olympic setting, mm-hmm. you guys are all unique in your own ways, but also very similar because of your work ethic and whatever else, and you're into that side of things. I, I'm just fascinated by like, what's the, what's the trends? Like, are it, like, like on the terms of like happiness, on the terms of like, uh, communication styles, on the terms of like, uh, self-esteem uh, i don't know i don't that that to me is just interesting i don't know if that makes sense just because it's just such a unique thing in a unique place that you might find that yeah these people are performing on a super high level and it's unbelievable mm-hmm. but little do you know they're really struggling because of the demands of the sport or whatever else i, I don't know if that makes sense but yeah no i feel like a lot of i mean there were a lot of eating disorders yeah a lot of people pushing their bodies to where they would get injuries a lot and mm-hmm. some people are just more prone as well but you know, random things happen with sharp blades on the ice. Yeah. Um, and uh, always having, and that's where I think, like, in high school, it was probably a little bit more, um, I could have fallen into being, it was, uh, I would say there were definitely some times where I was not very happy and mm-hmm. I was uh, depressed and I felt oppressed from my coaching yeah. and like I was never good enough. Um, but there's, I always had very grounded, um, I was just very lucky as well with my parents and coming from the UP and a bigger idea of like that this is not the only thing in life. Mm-hmm. And it really, it's just one aspect and I'm probably gonna be doing other things. And uh, if I failed at this, I mean, there are so many other things to, to focus on. But um, always that grounding support of uh, my parents parents and my family saying like oh, you're doing a good job like don't don't be too hard on yourself and and yeah your coach says you want you should lose weight when you're like super super um low body fat right but you know what that's not like you're you're good you know like you're everything's fine and then they would feed me just like nice healthy food mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah hmm. Yeah, very interesting. The Russian, yeah, that my, my some of the advice from my coach in high school, but yeah, yeah 
but uh, well i had a gentleman and i'm, I'm probably gonna butcher his last name stan maya skovsky i might have, i might have said that right anyways he teaches jujitsu here locally but he's from russia originally very cool uh and he talked about how him at a young age and again this was, i don't know the timelines of i should know some of this like the 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 whole uh russian side of the government whatever else but anyways he said when he was young he was hand selected due to his father's history with hockey of like yes and he, and he said his coaches his parents were like you're gonna play in the nhl and, and you could picture his lifestyle along that line of what that, that would have been like that's exactly what my my coach her name was yvette ice yeah yvette Itza. Huh. i don't know but um and then yeah but uh she said she was hand selected for figure skating and her and she would like walk and go on the train to go to this facility and they basically and she wasn't known by her name until she got good enough um, when in ice dancing. So she was known by like she. They had a group system, mm-hmm. and you'd move up to different groups, and you'd have like a number assigned. Yeah. To you. But <laughs> yeah, it was very interesting. But I mean, in one aspect, it's really wonderful to be able to be, you know, hand selected and be shown that you're good at something when you're young right and have that developed yeah anyways <laughs> yeah. no it just gets yeah, me thinking like uh we'll go, we'll go down different rabbit holes but like i've grown up we'd watch the detroit red wings and they'd have different like pavel datsuk and sergey fedorov and these different players that come out of russia and you wonder what was their childhood like yeah. you know uh <laughs> it's it's all unbelievable when they're in the NHL and scoring whatever else but you're picturing what were they doing when they were six you know and you picture just long days of just drills and work you know what I mean yeah and you're expected to she expected to work hard yeah and uh, yeah under good guidance yeah yeah no and there's something cool about it right there's like Mm -hmm. pro positive and negatives to any story Mm -hmm. or anything right but like the what it teaches you later on the work ethic side of things like you get to the dentist side of school and you're like, yeah, I can do this. I just was skating for 10 hours a day or whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like there's cool aspects of it, but for sure it can be, uh, there's aspects of it that can be not as beneficial probably. Eh? Yeah. I would yeah. say, yeah. Pushing yourself to, yeah. And then getting it. Yeah. Yeah. I it's agree. all how you look at it. I feel like it's like your outlook, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I think overall it's a beneficial and maybe it's not even healthy to look back at it, but I was just curious again, you're looking back at you in that group and how you found yourself as similar and different and whatever else. But you found that with your, again, growing up in the UP and with your parents that, that helped you stay grounded grounded and balanced as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And I I always feel like focusing on one thing is really good because mm-hmm. that's how you really develop your skill like right. what you say and you have to put in the time and the hard work and you know that it's going to be hard on your body and mentally and like time it just takes time um with good guidance but um but no like balancing it out with other things out there and being able to like take a step back and just relax and know that like if everything went away you could just exist and like you'd everything would be fine Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah that that last year that you guys worked with that sports psychologist do you guys remember what his focus was or do you remember what his focus was you know let's see that was at that was downstate somewhere michigan state i can't remember but he yeah 
I we went in separately, so I don't know what my skating partner, mm. my Todd's focus was, but mine was a focus on trying to decide to transition into something else. And uh, we had a lot of talks about he was talking about his um, raising his daughter and always telling her like three things. Oh boy, let's see if I can remember. You're smart, you're beautiful, and you're talented or mm-hmm. something like that. And he said, and every single time I would tell her that, I'd switch up the switch up the first one that I said. So the emphasis was on something different. Sure. But um, yeah, I can't even remember really. I mean, what I think it was mainly just like what would make me feel. I feel, or like logically talking through like the benefits of continuing in the path and like what type of life I want to um, kind of curate for myself in the future. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I always knew I wanted to come back to the UP, but uh, yeah. yeah. No, it's interesting because again, I have kids at home and I'm, I'm, you're always thinking about, okay, you want to like, my daughter is unbelievable at drawing, right? It's, yeah. It blows my mind at, a, at the age she's at, but you want to watch, or I feel like I've learned or maybe not, but you want to watch yourself of like, you don't want to be like over celebrate that side of things. Cause it's yes. not, then they feel like it's only about my achievements. Right. So you, you got to kind of like tone it back. of like, unbelievable. Look mm-hmm. at this, you know, so you got to kind of like, uh, more celebrate the effort. I don't know. It, it's yeah. a, it's a hard line to walk and try to figure out that's why that's a huge part of my curiosity although also just because it's such a unique position that you're in but I also feel like my parents did a really good job of celebrating my skating but they really celebrated my like grades at school as well and really yeah I know it's like a ballot yeah and I really appreciate that because if they had only celebrated my skating and I was just focused on skating I might not have tried so hard and in school and I wouldn't have become a dentist. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I, yeah, it's, yeah, that's a really tough thing also because yeah, you want, you want them to be able to be successful and find a profession that will be able to support uh, them long-term as well. And sometimes it's harder and when it's, yeah, when there aren't clear cut, you know, avenues, I don't know. Yeah. 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 It's a hard thing. And then you think about that, you think about like the 15 year old kid that it would be like, Oh man, if only my parents would just praise me. And then the yeah. parents thinking I'm trying to hold myself back from praising, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like a weird balancing act, but then you also, again, yeah, it's a weird, I don't know. I love when people pray, like it, it makes you feel good. So extra right? praise. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's, no, and again, but so the praise is great. Like I try to do that as yeah. much as I can, but it's yeah. just hard to know. And again, does it matter at four years old? Probably not. Probably overthink it, but it's just hard to know. Like, I don't want to praise the wrong things. Yeah. Oh, and man. it's like, how do you, I mean, achievement's a great thing, but again, you don't want her, them to feel that achievement's all that matters. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I do not have an answer for yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but man. when you figure it out, let me know. Yeah. So when I have kids, I can know. <laughs> yeah. And it's gotta be, every kid is different too. Right. But yeah. and that's where it's so hard too. Cause everyone has their own temperament, their own personality, their own love languages, all this stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, all you can do is do your best, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. And I do think that celebrate, like there is just not enough celebration in the world of, and we lose it like when we're young. I was just talking to somebody about this and their their child and she was like, you know, 
so excited about a, like my husband's birthday you uh -huh. know <laughs> and it's just so exciting like everything should be celebrated because yeah. it's amazing like there's just not enough <laughs> celebration why did we lose our celebration anyways yeah yeah i think it is a natural yeah. instinct of kids yeah for sure yeah yeah, my daughter will be like sneaking my hair. Dad, you should get mom flowers. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like at school and playing and like yeah. imaginative play. I get very excited when I see the deer in my yard, like every morning. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Did you do you realize now, or did you realize then that in that Olympic setting you were in a really unique position? Like, I mean, again, you say, "Hey, I'm not that you have to put the accomplishment on it, right?" But that I'm, you know, potentially number six spot in the u.s and that's like top 20 in the world or whatever right yeah did you realize that then or do you realize that now or yeah i think i think i did when i went when i came back okay when i went to school and then came back to colorado then i was like i was approaching it from you know then when i went to competitions the my skate my skating part and the people around me were so nervous and i get nervous still now mm. but uh or what in the end when I was performing, but when that first initial, I was like, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. I am able to compete all over the world again and like create dances and be able to perform in front of thousands of people. And so that took away a, you know, a little bit of nervousness. But, uh, but looking back, I still, even though I kind of knew the, like, what was given or what I achieved, I still feel like, man, if I would have gone back, I would have hung out more at the Olympic Training Center and like talked to more people mm -hmm. or I don't know. There's always like more things you could do or, you know, yeah, experience when you're in that setting. Um, but I did recognize that it was a pretty cool position to be in, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, but I think at that age, you a it'd be unhealthy to just sit there and think about the spot you're in. Not unhealthy, but it'd just be <laughs> unusual, right? Uh -huh. uh, but also, maybe you don't have the life experiences to really tell you that yeah. until afterwards, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but that is a common trend. I feel like you hear that all the time. People would say, "Man, I wish I would have like you, again your old coaches or whatever else. I wish I would have picked their brains more or asked them more yeah. questions or, or yeah. heard their story more or whatever." But you don't realize until again, it's too late. Too late, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were just amazing. Like, the coaches that I was with over in Colorado, like what they did and the groundbreaking things that they did. It's just, yeah, even, yeah. And uh, just at my fingertips. Right. And now they're far away. Yeah. <laughs> and some of them have passed away, so it's like, can't, yeah. Yeah, do you, uh, this podcast is, uh, evolved quite a bit I'm there's certain times I'll focus on a lot of things and one of the things early on I was interested in is how do people view their lives right uh -huh. uh, and I learned that some people okay like we're talking about these questions so looking back and some people have never thought about them at all oh. and some people have thought about them a lot and I asked them a question like oh I've never thought about it I'm like holy moly <laughs> anyways uh <clears throat> learning through that and I've, I've watching different videos of Jordan Peterson and some of these different people and learning that there's like a personality style for how you view your life. Uh -huh. And that if you, one of the things he said is if you are more creative, you're more likely to see your life as a movie in a way, uh -huh. right. Or see that as a story versus a uh, uh, less creative would not see it as a story in a way. And I feel like I've, I've for quite a while, I always viewed my life as like a movie and that could be yes. like yourself, like grand, 
grandiose in your own life or whatever. That's fine. <laughs> uh, anyways, I feel like that's a thing. And I guess, well, I guess I'm curious for you. Do you view your life that way? I, it, I think so. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I look back, I feel like I look back a lot. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's, you know, probably not as healthy, like what we talked about. Right. Probably shouldn't look back too, too much, but I definitely like reflect on a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess I see it as a, I mean, a movie is a great, that's a great way to, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to put it, I when I look back, I, you know, I, I see, I was talking to my dad recently, like, I can, I can, everything has been so good, and I know that I've struggled a lot, like, previously with a lot of different things, but when I look back, I, like, I can't remember, like, the, any of the bad mm-hmm. moments so it was a good movie it's right. a good <laughs> well no any good, good. any mo- any good yeah. movie's got to have some pain in it right yeah. yeah i've blocked that blocked a lot of the pain right. and focus on all the good no but uh yeah i would say that it, you know when i look back i think of like specific events and it's very visual mm-hmm. yeah no and again I, I that's where my mind went the moment you said you talked about your learning style and then thinking <laughs> about this is thinking about that fits a movie like going out and again this unique school that i talked about or the olympic side of things and in my head i think about the movie and there's like the the sports movie and the montage when they're training they're starting off young or not starting off young starting off and they're just figuring it out and then there's like a multi-part scene where all of a sudden they come out the other side and they're really skilled and they know what they're doing and whatever <laughs> but I, I i don't know like then i get to thinking okay you got out of that. Now you're in dentistry. Where, like, if this is a, a lifespan of a movie, what's now included? What's next? You know what I mean? Not that yeah. you have to. Not that you have to change or switch, but like, in the lifeline of the movie, I feel like you then get to this point of like helping save the world, or not, not, <laughs> not, not, not even something grand, but like something like philosophical. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Do you have thoughts on that? Like, how do you have an impact, or how do you? what's the next part of your movie in a way or oh man yeah i mean there are like so many directions and i always feel like i this is what i talk about with my sisters all the time really yeah huh. <laughs> yeah i mean not the movie yes yeah. <laughs> but that's gonna be in our next discussion yeah. <laughs> um yeah i mean there are just so many different avenues because yeah, like come to the area and um like change i just love change changes mm-hmm because it, you know, growth and learning new things, but I don't know what's next, but dentistry is always growing. And at least with like dentistry, with like one of the reasons chose that profession, besides my dad uh, being a dentist and he loves it and seeing somebody who loves what they do inspires you to pursue that as well. Um, I guess is because it, it allows like continual change and growth and now my dad and I go to CE courses together mm-hmm. and learn about new technology. And it's, and you know, it's also involved with health and all of that, which is all, you know, always changing in a way, but always new information. And then also growing and taking up like a practice and like tweaking little things here and there to see like what, what makes things run more efficiently. Um, so that is out like one section. So I like separate that as one section and then the other section, I'm still trying to find like what comes next where it like fulfills the, the real, like the artistic, but also the like 
physical like exercise mm. i haven't found something to replace skating per se but maybe i should go back and still perform with skating i'm kind of working on that with my sisters mm-hmm. kind of right now we're always creating things like through music and like visual stuff so i don't know yet yeah what the next <laughs> Oh, and, and fishing and hunting, I guess, too. Right, <laughs> That's right. my relaxation, so. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fascinating. It's, uh, there, you talk about you like change. And again, I, again, a lot of what this podcast is focused on is like personality and what do you like and how do you view your life and how do you approach things and whatever. And I've learned myself, and again, I, I feel like I, I have to hold myself back, but I would be like, I feel like the the inside of me is most alive. I can move to a new town every two years, get a new job every three years, whatever, like mm-hmm. that. And in that moment, it's just unbelievable. <laughs> that that change, that whatever it is, do you feel that? Like, it, and I've, I feel like I've, I've learned to like force myself to like, no, stick with what works or whatever, mm-hmm. right? But do you feel that? Is that? Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that type of change for sure. <clears throat> like I always wanna like go and learn and explore like new places, but. Mm-hmm. And I, I also, on a, on a side note as well, though, I do feel like I'm able to want to explore all these things because I have the stability yeah. and the consistency of um, going into the office every day, like a, a stable place, um, a very stable guy that <laughs> to mm-hmm. um, And then, so those are my consistent, and then my family, like just very stable support. Right. And now I'm like, now I want to go like explore all the time, sure. Like learn new things because I have like my core, stable things. Yeah, and that's probably the answer, right? Finding a lifestyle and a balance where you can do all that mm-hmm. while having stability, right? Yeah, like fulfilling those those small little things, just finding out exactly what you know. Yeah, without traveling to Europe for a couple of years. Right. Or <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would actually make me that happy. It sounds interesting, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but a week to Canada, like backcountry fishing, that fulfills like that exploration for for us. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's it, right? You can find it through vacations and stuff like that too. But I don't know. I'm just curious about what that is or why that. Mm-hmm. Why that's there? And is it is it mm-hmm. come from a creative thing? I don't know. What what makes a person want to travel and and explore and do that? Is it learning? Is it like the learning aspect like just always wanting to learn about new things or experiencing like communities and connecting with different communities yeah i don't don't know are you extroverted um Uh, i don't know you're not sure like if you i I mean gut reaction like in a social setting that's a loaded question because there's certain social settings where i'll be stone quiet and then others where i'm very alive and engaged right um but anyways, do you, what's your reaction if I to feel that? Com- if I feel comfortable and it's a smaller uh, group, yeah. then yeah, I guess I can be pretty loud. But yeah. um, most of the times if it's, yeah, if it's a bit, if it's a bigger group, no, I am a very quite like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
Yeah. Well, no, the reason I ask, I guess, is that I, I feel like I've heard this thing or learned where there's one theory of extroversion is that something in your nervous system, it takes more for you, not you necessarily, but somebody who's extroverted to be stimulated. That's mm-hmm. where they then seek out that social interaction because then it allows them to be stimulated to a satisfactory level. Whereas an introverted person, it takes much less and they are perfectly happy staying at home for the evening or whatever. Right. But then I wondered if, is there a correlation between extroversion and that excitement of travel because it's just stimulating. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, people must travel for different reasons, but I wonder if that's part of it. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Also maybe like I train myself to like be very um, like performing all the time and Mm -hmm. having that like intense uh, adrenaline rush. Yeah. And now I'm like, where is my adrenaline rush (laughs) of uh, now I have to uh, like, yeah, I don't know. I know. <laughs> yeah. The other, the other part I've heard is like, okay, part of this podcast I've been focusing on, I, I'd love to go hike the Pacific Crest Trail, right? Go hike for five months. You talk oh, about yeah. Europe for two years. And again, <laughs> it seems crazy. Two weeks in, I'd be like, what am I doing this for? Anyways, uh, yeah. uh, just figuring out like, why is that? And then I realized, or somebody, my, uh, a friend, uh, friend of mine, or I should say my sister-in-law's mother mentioned that it's probably because you're stuck in a very technical role a lot of times. And then that's your way of like trying to like balance that. Mm -hmm. Like that's you craving that, whatever that is that I don't, I don't know that left brain, right brain side of things or something like that. Uh, and I think I could see that. Like if you're in this like produce, go, go, go mode, you have this craving for this other side of things. And maybe it only takes you a week in Canada to to, to fulfill that other side too, right? Everyone has to find their own thing, but I don't know. Just curious where that comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean like the, the balance as well. Yeah. I definitely crave like, um, like with the lifestyle that I have right now, it is definitely like even this week, like I, I told you before, I was just like, one thing right after another and my mind is just always like on the go um and therefore yeah it one week would be good as long as it's like extreme silence Mm. and uh like nothing you know like forced relaxation um and i've been trying to find like even other times with like f- our fishing trips it hasn't been quite that so like a week in Canada actually would does fulfill that uh, extreme silence to balance mm. out the go 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 but uh, I don't know where I don't I don't know where it comes from yeah uh, it's got to be different for every every yeah. person right but I guess where I'm always interested is like the trends or the the commonalities because it can give you insight into I feel like the more you know about yourself the easier life can be I don't know you like we all have shortcomings or things that you might lean towards or whatever and I feel like if you learn about that you can look at it and work with it and be like mm-hmm. yes I am this way but I can counteract it with this or yeah, lean into it or whatever right yeah uh, I don't know but what about back on the dentist side of things? So after yeah. all the Olympic side, you went back to, you went to school, went into dentistry school. Was that, mm-hmm. and again, you said you, on the, on the Olympic side of things, you almost got to the point where you weren't being challenged or you weren't necessarily being challenged mentally. And then that the school side of things filled that. Mm-hmm. What was that trajectory then? Like, was that enjoyable, hard, tough, all the above? So, what was that like? Yeah, it was tough to like transition right away. And then to find, um, 
Yeah, like one of the it like classes. It was like rediscovering school and going into classes. I was like a little bit older than everybody um, at tech, mm-hmm. and uh, but then rediscovering the like every single time I moved back to Houghton um, or the UP, it was like rediscovering the UP in a different way and the outdoor aspects. And I was never allowed to mountain bike or ski when I was skating. So then I got into like skiing and mountain biking, Mm -hmm. you know, in the area. And, um, and then going into class, I was like super excited to do like difficult and, and like math classes. And everyone else was like plugging along because they've been in school this whole time. But, Mm -hmm. um, so that aspect was really exciting. And then I found like, um, trying to do other sports and not being quite as good as like what I was at figure skating or not as recognized mm-hmm. was very, uh, that was like, Oh, this is, this is a, makes me feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was a little bit like of a transition, like, okay, I'm not, I'm not devoting my life to, you know, this one sport. I don't have to be like the top, mm-hmm. the best. So that learning process of quite a few years took a little bit. And uh, and then that took a couple years of transition there. Hmm. And then everything was, and then I met Travis. And then uh, then when I went to dental school, um, I guess that was, yeah, I, oh, I thought, um, yeah, no, yeah, th- no that was, that was uh, a nice uh, transition. I didn't have like the physical activity, like the figure skating. But I had um, almost every weekend I'd drive up to the Sioux and Travis and I would go fishing. Mm-hmm. So like that was a different transition of uh, like um, transitioning my focus on like what what makes me happy or fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was an easy transition. So yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no. And then so how long have you been graduated from dentistry school and practicing dentistry. Um, I keep saying that. It sounds weird. Yeah, is that for how you would say dentistry, it? Yeah. Okay. Be, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is that, but, so how long have you been out and practicing yeah. now? Um, graduated in 16. Okay. So almost seven years. Is that nice. right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I bought the practice in January of 17. Okay. So, man, it feels, it doesn't feel that long ago, <laughs> but wow, time yeah. just keeps going faster and faster. Right. <laughs> Uh, and that's been fulfilling. You enjoy that. Like you said, it lets you be artistic. Yeah. 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 Very fulfilling. I mean, it provides so many challenges and, uh, like artistically, mentally, and then it, it provides continual growth, um, just with all the new things that are out there and going and listening to all these different speakers in different places. Hmm. Um, yeah. And then it connects me, um, to the community up here and I get to learn about people. It's one of the best way to learn about people is mm-hmm. sit them in the chair where they can't go anywhere right. and then <laughs> and you get to read them. It like presents a challenge of if someone's you know, you're doing so many different things, you get to read a person if they're really nervous, then you have to give calming energy and you you find out what they need and and you're you're helping helping them to yeah, make your creating a positive impact on their life hopefully but uh mm-hmm. yeah so that's really fulfilling um and then, then there's still some yeah still looking for the performance fulfilling part of my life yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, and i, yeah. I want to touch on that in a minute but i'm curious when you 
part of my focus lately has been on health, trying mm-hmm. to figure out some health things that I'm going through, right? And it feels like there's just a never ending world of that. So I guess, well, not, not, not even necessarily uh, preface with that, but just for you on the dentistry side of things, I guess I'm, I feel like I've learned that everything is so interconnected, like yeah. with, your, with your organs and all this stuff and your brain affects your gut and your gut affects your brain and whatever else. That must be true of your mouth oh, as exactly. well. It's so, yeah, your gut is like one of the most important things for your, your mouth environment. I feel huh. like they didn't focus on that as much in dental school. Right. I just feel like it's, yeah. I mean, there's so much information out there and everyone is so individual as well, but mm-hmm. yeah, having a health, healthy gut and eating whole foods. And I, I feel like, like coming back up here, it's a really, it was really nice even getting into like hunting and fishing and foraging and like, you know, just back to whole natural foods. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of, you know, I, like even when I was young, my parents used to like send me with like, you know, wraps with alfalfa sprouts and like all of this stuff. And I was out, I was embarrassed eating in front of the other kids at lunch, yeah. like uh, hiding my lunch. Because they had but Lunchables. And they had yeah. Lunchables and pizza, which is, yeah, which is great. But I, I was always, yeah, I'm like, oh, mom, really? Like another hummus wrap. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like finding, like focusing on, you know, the individual like allergies, yeah. you know, I mean, like, and in living environments, if there's any like mold or allergies that, you know, affecting the breathing. And then if kids are end up being like mouth, you know, breathing through their mouth a lot, then they're not, you know, their palate isn't expanding because the tongue isn't resting on it and expanding the teeth, which affects the airway, mm-hmm. which affects your sleep, which affects you know, how you learn at school, which it just like all goes through it, which is why I go back to figure skating. It's probably figure skating and hockey, such a great childhood development thing because you're exercising your body and you have to keep your mouth closed. Well, in skating, you have to keep your mouth closed. Mm-hmm. So you're breathing through your nose a lot and you're developing your your body in that way. But yeah, gut health, oral health, it just all goes and mineral absorption and yeah, it just all kind of goes together. Yeah. I mean, there's just like so much information to learn out there, and I, yeah, and <clears throat> it's exciting. But yeah, yeah is is that a, everything? <laughs> yeah, is that a a growing thing right now? Is how connected your mouth is to everything? I think it is. Okay. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are doing. I mean, with the internet and with information out there, I feel like a lot of people are focusing on it um, and learning themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, yeah, it's just so much easier to gather information. There's a lot of, you know, misinformation. There's a lot of bad information out there, too, and, like, trends. And and so balancing it out um, and finding what's right, yeah, Yeah. for the individual is, that's always a puzzle as well. Yeah, can you give a good example of what's a really uh, well talked or highly talked about bad trend? Oh boy, or well, is that it's, what... a bit, it's not very <clears throat> bad. Uh, I mean, like some things like uh, charcoal toothpaste yeah. <laughs> for whitening, or uh, I'm trying to think of some of the trends that people have been 
coming into the office. I can't think of any specific ones, yeah. but uh, like something that's really abrasive to the teeth. No, it's not going to whiten your teeth more. It's just going to take away another layer of enamel. Mm-hmm. You can't get that enamel back, even though, yeah. And uh, I mean, proper, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of controversial topics sure. that we could talk about, but I feel like... I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Some days I feel very opinionated, yeah. and other days I'm like... <laughs> right. oh, and you mentioned the mouth breathing side of things. I feel like I've seen this yeah. thing. There's a book about mouth breathers versus nose breathing, and there's breathe? like twins. Is it br- oh, maybe it's it called maybe breathe. breath or breath. breath yeah. Thing? Actually, I just watched the... The speaker of the of the book Breath uh, okay. at my last continuing ed, so that was fun. Hmm. But the was, yeah, the uh, whatever my exposure to it, I remember googling it. Like you see these things, what is that? Google it, and the, the yeah. pictures of like twins, and one was a mouth breather, breather, one was a nose breather, and their jawline was one hundred percent different. Yes, the, yeah. the nose breather was right, square, Which healthy. However, it should or the, look. I mean, or, the uh, mouth breather was or, protruded. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where, uh, like, the, the chin was, like, gone, I feel like, for the mouth breather. Or, am I describing yeah, that right? No, that's, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it just, uh, yeah, when you're, when you're mouth breathing and you don't, it just, the natural, yeah, it affects the development for sure. Also, yeah. like, eating, like, like, regular, raw vegetables and, you know, meat and mm. like tough things as well like that force on the teeth and the bones you need that for growth as well that's yeah. but that's the same with like physical activity when you're young and like joint compression you need that to that sedentary soft diet um processed foods you're just not going to develop uh your body isn't it's not supposed to develop that way mm-hmm. but uh yeah but the, yeah, when you're breathing through your nose, all the forces in your mouth, you know, your jaws relaxed and with that tongue, it's balancing forces and it allows the palate to grow at a certain, you know, to expand and that affects the airway long term. So, mm-hmm. and you can affect that with, you know, later in life with ortho as well, but if you can do it when you're younger, that would be great. Right, right. <laughs> and it just, just takes like small little, small little tweet, you know, mm-hmm. like if you, yeah, see your kid, you know, or if you notice that they're breathing through their mouth a lot, even, even at night, you know, they're even like allergies, mm-hmm. you know, the root of it instead of, yeah. Yeah. No, it's interesting. And then you mentioned the food side of things. That was it too. Hey, if you're eating soft, mushy foods. <laughs> It's, yeah, yeah. And process like just a lot of a lot of carbohydrate. I mean, you think about it like meat and vegetables and just you know just regular and so interesting. Like our foods, all the organic and the raw. It's just it, they're more expensive than you know a package of crackers or you know. But if you're and you can get you could like go down a rabbit hole and get like really focused on all of these things, but. Mm-hmm. Um, so balance there as well, like easiness to feed yourself mm-hmm. and, you know, whole foods and all of that stuff. I mean, you could really get into it where like tra- Travis and I are trying to eat like as much wild meat, you know, as possible, that type of thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, things take time as well. So and if you're switching over to like whole foods and and, 
you know, grass-fed uh, beef and and you know deer meat and wild meat like things take time too mm-hmm. in the gut and yeah it just it's a <laughs> yeah no it's something i'm highly engaged yeah. in but it is I, i've heard it said like you had to balance uh yeah. something to the effect of like time budget and stress right mm-hmm. i mean if it's if you're stressed out to the nines and you're not making your mortgage payment well what, what are we doing here right yeah uh, and if you're stressed out about food right. or about the way that you eat and being like so particular the stress on your body is going to affect your mm-hmm. your gut and your mouth yeah just as much right yeah, I've seen, yeah that and that's why like taking time to like breathe and fish mm-hmm. like forced relaxation to yeah that is so yeah, I've seen mouths completely, the chemistry in the mouth change just from being stressed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that changes everything. But yeah, it goes back to the gut again. <laughs> yeah. No, it's interesting stuff. But that's where, again, you, there's so much more than meets the eye, right? Yeah. And yeah, <clears throat> to figure out everything is, uh, that would be tough, but it's mm-hmm. a good goal. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel like I've, I've frequently said I don't prep for these, but I realize mentally I do, right? I am not, mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily saying, hey, I'm going to ask you these 10 questions, but I'll be like thinking, hey, what are we going to talk about? Where are we going to go? And one of the things I was thinking about is you with hunting mm-hmm. and the dentistry is when you kill a deer, do you end up looking at its teeth and thinking about I its do. teeth? I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> From a, like a dentistry uh, perspective? Yeah, or Travis, like a- tra- poor Travis. He has to be with me. I'm like, let's take a picture with this jawbone that I found of an axis deer on the, and then so I you know and then actually but so like Travis's dad was very into like traditional hunting hmm. would make like long bows and recurves uh, for Travis when he was younger and so we have a lot of conversation and foraging we have a lot of conversation about like the diet of the deer hmm. and sandy areas versus you know the wooded you know and the age of the deer um, that type of thing. But yeah, I do look at the teeth uh, <laughs> once in a while. That is, <laughs> yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it's just a part of your profession, right? I remember when I was, when I was living out West one summer, I had a lawn business. My friend had a roofing business. We both drove by a house and at the same time I said, boy, look at their lawn. As he was saying, boy, look at their roof. Like, so <laughs> yeah. Just depends what you're into, right? Like, I mean, yeah. on the dentistry side of things, you're going to, you're going to look into that, but, uh, huh. Yeah. No, it's interesting to look at the lifespan, but then again, talking about the, the Olympic side of things, whatever else, and then like, what do you replace that with? And then the question, like, do you need to replace something with it? Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Those kind of questions are interesting. I've got one last question. Unless you've got anything else, anything else we should talked about covered things that we discussed that spurred something else that you thought of? Not too much, except for I was taking a picture of a fish who had teeth recently, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah. It was in Louisiana or we fly fishing for red fish what are those little sheep fish okay sheep fish anyways bonefish yeah. i don't no, know no, uh, bone f- we were fishing in the bahamas for bonefish okay recently as well but they these ones were like little like white and black lines i think they're sheep okay something oh like sheep, that. Head, sheep head yeah, yeah they yeah. have some interesting teeth hmm. yeah uh, so, but my last question yeah. is, again, back to the, like, uh, talk about the the movie lifespan of what's on the end of it or whatever, not on the end of it. I feel like that's saying like, Hey, what are you going to do when you're 70? Right. But like, where's the transition to next? And again, not even the transition. Yeah. I'm talking myself in circles, but you said you talk about this with your sisters all the time yeah. of like, what do you, what are you talking about? Is it, what do you fulfill that? How do you fulfill that? Or is it, 
yeah, what is that? I guess, what do you talk about with your sisters in that realm? And then have you come upon any answers of what to, where to go to? (laughs) (sighs) There are never clear answers. No, but we're always talking about like expanding or developing or like what to do next. And Mm -hmm. so like, like Annette, my sister's, you know, maybe starting a production company, but Hmm. she's been in the wine industry and the, uh, the music industry and now she's like well maybe i'll start helping other people do and then patricia she like was an ice dancer and then she was in stage acting and you know went to russia and england for um traditional training there but now she's a voice actor in the gaming industry hmm. but uh so she we've been talking about next life things and then kathy she you know has her doctorate in baroque early music like but she's always looking at other avenues to create visually and 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 uh just performing in that realm and developing yeah in other ways too but i Mm -hmm. and then uh i guess we yeah we always are talking about what we could do to fulfill the performing and creating just to create things and create things together um, and learn new things. And I don't know yet, but I always like projects with dance and music um, and um, collaborating with other choreographers from, you know, other countries as well. But hmm. I don't know what it, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, again, I don't mean to make it sound like you have to find something. I'm just curious <laughs> what that looks like. But, and you said your sister on the production company, she, mm-hmm. that's on, what, what would that entail? I don't know what that. Um, music. So she does like, so Annette, um, all my sisters do music and right. they're each very different. Actually, one of my sisters, Patricia's having her album release. Actually, today is Zelda, the game Zelda. The second one is coming out and she's the voice of Zelda. Oh, cool. <laughs> but, um, so she has an album release next week, but my other sister, Annette, is starting a like a production company in Traverse City, and mm-hmm. that would be for um, producing individual um, artists' music. Hmm. So she's been in the music industry from like um, different standpoints of um, like creating her own albums and performing. She's a singer songwriter, but then also creating like a, like children music for Baby Genius and stuff in that realm and then um and then others for like um advertisements and movies that type of thing so mm-hmm. now she's like well moving back to michigan maybe i should just start uh to help other people do what i've done as right. well which is fun yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe she'll help me produce my own album sometime <laughs> right do you sing <laughs> um with my sisters yeah okay yeah a little bit guitar i'm always songwriting so yeah yeah I, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, when I was young, the the art side of things, I read a lot. So I guess I suppose I appreciated r- books, but I didn't feel like I, did, I didn't have the perspective till later of, of realizing the value of it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why or what, but yeah, <laughs> it's uh, huh. you know, fascinating to hear about. I and, and again, I say I don't necessarily prep. I did not expect getting into the Olympic skating side of things and and talking about that side. So. I really enjoyed this, Jane. Thanks for hopping on. Yeah, thank you very much. So, (laughs) that's really cool. Hey guys, thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have and you feel so inclined, 
Share this podcast with your friends, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, and give us some feedback with a review. Until next time, thank you.